Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We need to take better care of ourselves so we can care for those God has entrusted to us, whether that's a child with special needs, a spouse with declining health, or in our caregiving professions. If this is your first time listening, I am so glad you found us. Maybe a friend recommended this podcast, or maybe you connected with me on Instagram or Facebook and followed the links. Our focus here is on becoming abiding caregivers who live out the truth in John 15, 5, that apart from Christ, we can do nothing, but if we abide in Him, we find strength for our calling. Each month, we hit on topics that help you manage your home and time, strengthen your relationships, and encourage your walk with Christ. Our topic today is a soul care-focused topic. I don't think I'm alone in the struggle that I share today, and I hope the solution I've found will help you as well. Before we jump into episode 46, I want to make sure you know about the Abiding Caregiver Facebook group. 1,700 of us hang out there each day, sharing our goals for the week, lifting each other up in prayer, and talking about lots of self-care and soul care related topics. In the last couple of weeks, we've talked about signs of early menopause, tips for when our kids are adjusting to new meds, book recommendations, and a video that makes me laugh every time I see it. You can find a link to the group in the show notes for this episode at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast or search for hashtag abiding caregiver on Facebook. Now let's get into today's topic. It is an invitation to those of us who have stopped praying. Uh, maybe you haven't totally stopped, but you don't feel like your prayers are effective. So you've given up even just a little bit. This episode is for you because I have felt that way at times too. I can remember at one time years ago <laughs> that I, I prayed and prayed a prayer and God didn't answer. We had driven from Pennsylvania, where we lived at the time, to my in-law's house in North Carolina. My son, James, who has level three autism, slept in the car. So, of course, he didn't sleep that night. And I was totally stressed out trying to keep him quiet so that everyone else could sleep. And I was exhausted. <laughs> I begged God for sleep. I remember praying, the universe will not change if you just help him sleep. It won't change your purpose for anyone else, but it will help me be a nicer mom, a nicer wife, and most importantly, a nicer daughter-in-law tomorrow. Friends, I was so frustrated. I remember praying, if you can't do this, God, what can you do? Um... Did he answer in the way that I was asking? No. James did not sleep that night. My husband Lee woke up around three and took his turn with James so that I could sleep for a few hours. And then the next day we had to keep James awake so that we didn't have a repeat of the night before. That That's just one example that I can think of of a time that I prayed a prayer uh, that God didn't answer. And I'll admit to you that in the last decade, since James's autism diagnosis, my prayer life has changed. Uh, after so many nights of asking for sleep and not getting it, after praying for help and not getting it, I started only asking for safe requests. My prayers included the phrases, your will, your plan, your purpose, and honestly, not much else. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking for God's will to be done. In fact, 
Jesus tells us, your will be done in, in the Lord's Prayer that he teaches us. But that became the only thing that I prayed for. I didn't want to demand what God wasn't willing to give. I didn't want to be disappointed. So I didn't share what was really on my mind and heart. I just said, your will be done and moved on with my day. My prayers had gotten so safe that I wondered if they were even worth praying. I wasn't really being honest with God. I didn't feel close to him when I prayed. It felt more like like a series of boxes I was checking off than a conversation with my creator who loves me. As I struggled with this, God led me to a passage that reminded me he actually does care. Let me read it to you from Mark 10, 46 through 52. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling to you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. So here's what I want us to notice in this passage. Do you hear Bartimaeus' safe prayers? Have mercy on me, he cried out twice. Uh, because we are God's children, he lavishes mercy on us. That's already done. And it continues to happen each day. It's like my prayers for his will. That will happen whether I pray it or not. But Jesus called Bartimaeus closer and asked, what do you want me to do for you? This is what I feel Jesus is asking me as well. What is it that you really want? The Jesus who asked Bartimaeus to come closer, the Jesus who asked him what he really wanted, is the Jesus who now sits at the right hand of God interceding on my behalf. In Bartimaeus' life, it was his blindness that kept him from following Jesus. So Jesus made a way, as we see in verse 52. It says, and immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. I don't want my disappointment in unanswered prayers to keep me from following Jesus, to keep me from having a relationship with him that grows stronger each day. Jesus doesn't want that either. So he will do for me what he did for Bartimaeus. He will make a way. It starts with this passage in Mark with the Holy Spirit guiding me here to stop and praise God for the specific love he has for me. And it will continue each day as I pray for mercy, for grace, for his will, but also specifically for money to cover James's therapy cost, for opportunities to serve and encourage more special needs families, for sleep and for help. I don't want to stop praying because my requests aren't answered in the time and the way I want them to be. I don't want to stop asking for things only God can do. I don't want to play it safe every time I talk to my Heavenly Father. So I find hope in this passage and lesson from Bartimaeus' encounter with Jesus. Even if I don't get more sleep 
or whatever request it is that I'm lifting up, I'm still in communication with God and I'm still leaning in, growing closer to him and reminding myself of his love for me. And as I end with your will be done, I'm reminded that his will will be done because it's what's best for me and my family. I can align my desires with his will as I deepen our relationship. So friends, let's reflect today. I want you to really think about where your prayer life is. Have you grown safe or distant or quiet or angry? Follow Bartimaeus's example with me. Move closer to Jesus and tell him what you truly want. Be restored in your relationship with him. Let's pray together now as we do at the end of each episode. God, I admit to you that there are times I'm disappointed that you don't answer my prayers in the way I think you should. This isn't a surprise to you. You know my heart, even the parts I try to hide. And just like Jesus met Bartimaeus with grace and understanding, you meet me here in prayer with the same invitation. You ask, what do you want me to do for you? In Matthew 7, Jesus teaches us to ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. So God, remove any barriers we have put up between ourselves and you. Remind us that you want to hear from us in prayer, that we can pour out our hearts to you. We can ask, seek, knock. We are never too needy or annoying to you. Thank you for having a purpose for our lives that will bring glory to you. And even as we pray, reveal that purpose to us so we can align our desires with yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for spending this time with me today, friends, truly. If prayer is a struggle for you, especially praying and not feeling hurt, I hope this was an encouragement. You certainly aren't alone. Even this week, I'm praying for you as I pray for myself that God would make a way for us to draw closer to Him. I know that podcasts can feel like a one-way conversation because I talk and you don't get to talk back. But each week in our Abiding Caregiver Facebook group, we keep the conversation going. It's truly one of my favorite places to hang out, so I hope that you'll join me there. Next Monday, I plan to be sharing reflections uh, on the 10-year anniversary of James's autism diagnosis. I, I really, I can't believe it's been 10 years. It feels like forever ago and then yesterday at the same time. Um, So I'm excited to reflect on what we've learned in 10 years and, and to share that with you. I'm also very excited about November's guest episode. Diane Kim will be joining us to talk about navigating challenging relationships with extended family members. Her story of healing and hope in this area will be a huge encouragement to all of us. It will be the perfect episode to listen to before you are around your family at Thanksgiving and Christmas. So until next Monday, friends, have a great week.